start date 03252022. Welcome to Star Trek Discovery Pod, a kind of smart, kind of funny podcast about new and classic Star Trek. I am the board queen for the night, Mariah Gossett. And with me on the view screen, I have. Oh, wait, is it? I guess it's just me, Clyde. It's just uh, Clyde. <laughs> that's weird. It is just us for tonight. Mike has been assimilated into the collective and he'll be trying to escape sometime uh, for next week. We'll see if he is as powerful as Girardi to get out of the Borg Queen's hold. (laughs) We will see. We will see. Uh, But tonight we are streaming the podcast live on YouTube um, as we have repaired our communication systems. Thank you all for being patient with us uh, as we had some scheduling issues for yesterday. Um, and we all thought we were going to make it tonight, but alas, it's just Clyde and I, but we're going to, we're going to make it happen. We're going to chat with y'all. We love hanging out with y'all here, uh, on YouTube. It's a super fun time. We're going to talk about the fourth episode of Picard of season two, the watcher dun, 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 where we potentially, maybe, maybe we've seen the watcher. I'm not convinced. We will find out Clyde. How can people interact and chat with us on the podcast tonight? Well, the easiest way is if you have things you want us to see, you want a a comment, you want us to mention, then in our live chat, just type capital P, capital O, capital D, capital pod in the chat, and we will take a look. And when we get to that special moment where we talk about those things that stood out to us, you too can give us yours by typing in capital H, capital F, capital HF in the pod, and we'll take a look at your thing hot freak if you will which we'll explain here in a moment um but yes please uh interact with us in the chat we'd love to know what you thought about this particular episode also uh you can check out startrekpod.co for all the ways that you can interact with us all the places that you can find how to uh you know listen to the show watch the show all the things you can also join us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Star Trek pod, where you can, uh, for just $2 per episode, come hang out with us in the Slack. There's watch longs happening all week long. We're chatting uh, theories. We're chatting discussions. We have all things going on over there. There's also some special Patreon-only episodes about comic books. I think uh, we got one more coming very soon about that as well. But for now, we are going to dig in and start talking The Watcher which was directed by Leah Thompson, teleplay by Juliana James and Jane Maggs, story by Travis Fickett and Juliana James. But you know how we got to start all these episodes with a little bit of a... Hot freak! (laughs) I like that one a lot better than the, like, deep V Riker hot freak. I I prefer the... I prefer much more of the home alone hot freak. <laughs> a, a flaming freak. But yes. uh, give me give me yours, Clyde. What's uh, what do you think about this episode? You know, it's interesting because I think for some reason when this episode, when I saw this episode was ready, I wasn't that excited about it. I don't know why I wasn't excited about it. I was I was really thinking like, when is strange new world coming out you know paramount plus just launched the new halo series i was like "Eh, i'm gonna get to this and then i ended up getting to it you know fairly early yesterday and i was watching it and my first thought was 
I got Picard running around the city. Where's Rios? Like I was, I was really much more interested in in the Rio storyline. And Seven and Rafi drove me nuts. Like it made no sense to me. I mean, I guess it was kind of fun in a you know Fast and Furious type of way, but the angry irrational i'm just gonna steal a police car i i don't know like i i struggle with that one on so (laughs) many levels like they drove around in the police car for a long time before anybody noticed before anybody said anything and then i'm just like I, i don't know that was that one's a little bit tough and then when picard walked into the bar i immediately was thinking oh my goodness this is amazing. I was so excited. And then I realized that we were getting a different Guinan. And I still processing that a little bit. Right? There was part of me that I was like, Whoopi, okay, this makes sense. Whoopi's back. Like, yes. And then it wasn't Whoopi. And it was like, I'm pretending to be young Whoopi. And I, I'm still not quite sure how I feel about that. Um, and then I thought the whole the the for me, the last I don't know five ten minutes maybe was really was it was an interesting payoff. Like I thought it was a great payoff. To your point, you say you're not sure if if, if we've seen the Watcher. I think we've seen the Watcher, mm. and I'm here for it. Um. Yes. Yeah, so can I just go ahead and say like we all asked in episode one, like dang. No more Laris. We were asking for Laris. Yep. From the yep. beginning of the first episode, we wanted more Laris. It, it definitely feels like this season they've listened to us on so many things that it's interesting. Um, and then Q was Q. I could have done without that. Yeah, I. Um, it's so funny. I think like we had um, uh, maybe a similar overall opinion about this episode, but of different, of different things. So like, okay. I, um, you know, I, I think about the metaphor I used for this episode when talking to my mm-hmm. spouse uh, yesterday was that um, uh, I thought this was like the, you ever get like a Sicilian style pizza? Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a square pizza. Mm-hmm. I was like, this was like a middle slice and I'm craving a corner. Ooh, like, like it's not that. it's not it's not that it wasn't delicious and fun and there's things I enjoyed about it but it was just like missing some edges that I really wanted um great analogy on, on this particular episode because I I I enjoyed um Seven and Rafi's sort of es- escapades around the city um I like that we finally got Picard off of the ship um I I'm, a, I'm very worried for Girardi <laughs> and that whole situation. Um, and I'm glad I actually really enjoyed the different Guinan. And here's why is this is a different timeline. Uh-huh. And I think because I've seen it done so many times where we get the de-aging of a classic character, uh-huh. like I feel like all of the Star Wars series is really uh, pushed this lately is like these weird deep fake versions of characters we've come to, to know and love you know what i mean that i appreciated a well recast in that i felt like she lived up to that character in attitude and in portrayal and 
I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was fine with it. I was into it. I'll, I'll say here's where it felt a little bit authentic for me is that what she was referring to, like it was an, it, it was an angry Guinan when she saw the plight of people. Yes. Particularly what I felt was she was referring to kind of racial discrimination and oppression. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, I'm just going to say it, right? And hope, you know, if Whoopi's listening, she doesn't hate me forever. Um, I think that Whoopi has a great voice, you know, for, you know, and I mm-hmm. think that she mm-hmm. has the ability to step out. But I also think that Whoopi has a lot to lose for really taking this to an edgy place and coming across as angry about this. Right. I mean, if realistically, she just got censored. Right. Right. So you have a different actor who seems who, who can really move into this edge in a way that I feel like it deserves to be. Right. And it has me excited about the storyline. So I was I was kind of like, how do I feel about them? Not like to your point. I don't know that we need a de-aging uh, of mm-hmm. Whoopi, but we have this we have this this actor who is really bringing home and making me feel that they are frustrated with what they've seen, right? That they're disillusioned with with humanity. Um, And it, I thought it did a great job of, of, of bringing us to a place we needed to be that we've never really seen in Trek before, right? When we go back into Trek, rarely do we go back to to Trek and comment on something that is so present Mm -hmm. And has been so alarming, right? When we think about how we, as, as particularly in America, how we have just be become a culture of people of differences, and rather and rather a unified culture, um, and they're picking up on it. So I I like that aspect, and I'm curious about that, and I'm curious about how, uh, you know, not to say it's a theory, but my my I'm looking and going. The big event that happens is that. Guinan loses her faith in humanity. And yeah, I think, and, and yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think, I think you're, you're on like an interesting track there, Clyde. Like, I think there, there's something to how Guinan is interacting with Earth, but I think there's also something interesting about potentially her connection to that blonde woman that Q was hanging out with, um, that he's like, He's reading the newspaper and it's about, are we going to start going into space again? Right. Is this Europa something, something or another? Yeah. Thing? Like in a Europa mission, this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I think it is interesting within the context of what's happening even right now, right? Like right now we have less um, structure and funding for, for like government sanctioned space exploration, right? Like it's a, it's a big commercial sect that's happening right now it's a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of capitalism <laughs> involved in getting to space right now mm-hmm. um and so there there could be some really interesting i feel like they're building to some interesting commentary there because we've now seen i mean like you're currently in los angeles i'm in los angeles a few times a year and so it's like we we understand that there is um and the same thing in in austin right like there's unfortunately a very large population of unhoused people in in, in a lot of major urban centers right so you're getting this disillusionment of like the wealth gap wealth inequality like all of these things that they're sort of setting up and i know deep space 9 delved into a lot of this too right with the flashback episodes 
as well into this very particular time where we have these um, these uh, sanctuary zones and all of this kind of stuff. And so I think they're they're weaving an interesting web to get to to connect. I think to some of those Deep Space Nine plot points, um, but still centering it around this alternate timeline in a way because that is the other big difference though is while all of these things did happen in deep space nine we are technically in a different timeline mm -hmm. so these writers are very clever <laughs> in how they're they're making it so we can't draw too many connections i think to to trek of past um but coming back to 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 Guinan, because I think that was like a bigger shock to everyone. I think when you saw 10 forward, you were expecting Whoopi Goldberg to be inside of that building. Um, but yeah, I, I just to reinforce the fact that I thought it was one good casting. I thought that the actress who portrayed her did a great job. Like what, mm -hmm. uh, what a giant mountain to climb <laughs> as far as like a beloved character that you're having yeah. to portray that's a big that's a those are first of all you you've got to have a certain amount of confidence and ability mm -hmm. to do that because if you screw especially with this fan base yes if you screw this up you're a toast like i don't want to say it's a career killer but you will never live it down ever yeah. Like there'll be people talking about you at, con at at conventions for the rest of your life, and then some. Yeah, it's got to be really intense. I was gonna try to look back at some hot freaks we got from the audience. Yes, Let's there's one from Michael here. L that I liked about the Dixon Hill reference. What did you think about the Dixon Hill reference? Oh, I gotta find it. I'm scrolling. This is at twelve, uh, seven, twelve, seven, twelve. Okay. Or I guess for you it's nine twelve. Nine twelve. The twelve. The twelve helps. The twelve, 12 helps. helps. <laughs> We're finding it. Sorry, y'all. Giving me the con was a uh, probably a mistake on. on no, Mariah's great. Okay. Uh, I love the reference to Picard as Dixon Hill. Love the callback to the punk rock guy on the bus, even though it was fan service. I'm unclear on who the girl is in the end. Um, I 100% don't. Under, I probably should have Googled. I don't I don't get the Dixon Hill reference. It's Picard. So, you know, everybody on TNG has a preferred hollow sweet thing. Dixon Hill was Picard's character when he went into his whole like, you know, noir kind of detective. Uh, that was his character. That's what they yes. called him, Dix. Um, and Gerard, I think. They meant, I think Girardi mentioned it. I didn't love it only because it, it immediately was like, How does she know that? Oh, that is a good call. I mean, like, I guess I, he's like, like pretty iconic. And if you've like read his file enough times, biography perhaps, or something, but she she seems to be really into Picard as dad. So maybe she's <laughs> trying to read up. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I also wasn't, I mean, as you were talking, it made more sense. I was a little bit unclear of who the blonde that Q was talking to. I couldn't figure out if that was just some random person he was entertaining himself with or she had had a bigger part to play. Yeah, I think I saw someone mention potentially it's a uh, uh, a ancestor of Picard, which would be interesting. Ooh. Um, but I, I did love the punk guy reference because the, the one with the whales is my favorite uh, original Star Trek movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same actor and it's the same song so i thought that huh. was that was fun um it was a it was a cute easter egg i did enjoy that uh for sure 
Let's check out some other. Oh, uh, wow. So uh, at 14, King Kong Kering says okay. Amazon Prime X-Ray lists her as Renee Picard. There we go. Interesting. Hmm. And she was this... mentioned by Picard in his Academy speech in the season opener. But now I got to go back and watch that. I know. Y'all are so smart. This is why I love our, our, our watch along peeps. Cause they, they definitely find all of these tiny details that I don't have the time to look <laughs> up right before these things. So I appreciate y'all so much. Um, let's see in Star Trek generations he mentions picards who settled the first mars colony i wonder if renee is part of that Ooh, interesting theory wow, michael you guys are on it man you guys are really on it uh hot freak future punks are major pushovers i wonder if he still has the memory of spock though and perhaps the mind melt of spock <laughs> if that happened within this this timeline um that could be interesting uh let's see if there's any other hot freaks um let's see pod i was luke lukewarm on first watch and on rewatch i'm loving the app i also think this is going to be a series i'm going to prefer in a binge model and i mm -hmm. really almost wish <laughs> i could get it because i think i would i would also be like running forward but um, yeah i i have to agree with you on that mariah i, I mean <sighs> If we weren't potting about this, I'm tempted to wait. Because, you know, Mike mentioned this before, but when we had the th the th the first three episodes as a kind of a, a preview, right? Mm -hmm. Binging this had a different feel to it. Like it was like it just it had a it, it almost felt like the the ability to binge it sped up the, the, the pacing a little bit for me. Yeah, because it's like a lot of these feel like a, I mean, and and that is a series, right? I think it's mm -hmm. it's hard to both want like a beginning, middle, and an end of every single episode, which is something I do crave a little bit. I understand that these are serialized; they're not episodic. You know, I enjoy that part of New Trek, um, but I I definitely wish there was like something got tied up in some way, shape, or form. But I guess we did get communications back on board, so we at least have that kind of happening and so now we've solved that problem right as the big one that's been solved this episode uh i did want to ask you what you thought you said you were really intrigued by the rios uh kind of storyline mm -hmm. that was happening in this episode and so um i wanted to get some of your your thoughts on uh sort of what he's going through and his potential love interest in this new little doctor character so one i think for some reason this track pulling on some things that are are relevant in our time period for whatever reason just works for me i'm not quite sure why but i feel like if you're maybe it's it's a track that if you're going to go back in time you're going to go back in time and you're going to deal with what was relevant in that age and the fact that they've gone back to basically our present and they can do social commentary on mass deportation and social injustice. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just all for it. I'm thinking, well, what a great way to use your platform. Um, and so I'm fascinated. I, I'm also, anytime I can look inside the lives of someone else and learn something, I'm, you got me interested every, every bit of time. So for me, the mystery of what happens when ICE shows up and puts you on a bus is, I, I'm just looking going, don't screw this up. 
Here's your opportunity to really inform the public. Don't screw this up. So I'm interested in that from a, um, I guess a, a plot point. As far as Rios and his love interest, I like her. <laughs> like yeah. I like her. I uh, yeah, I'm hoping she plays like an interesting part in them correcting the timeline. I I mm. I uh, I agree with you, Clyde. I really. Uh, I feel like they are um, both handling it in a fairly delicate way, but also letting like essentially it's not like someone else telling the story of someone else in a way, right? Like Mm -hmm. these are characters who are living in this reality who are then able to kind of inform us about what some of these probably a a nicer version of what the reality actually is, right? Like it's still the TV version Mm -hmm. of a lot of this. Um, and and unfortunately, I think a lot of people have forgotten that this is still happening. Like just because um, the person in charge is uh, has changed at the the head honcho level doesn't mean mm-hmm. things have fully changed all the way down the chain of command. Right, <laughs> and like right. all of this is still happening. Um, I did really love Rios just being like, yeah, I'm the captain of a starship. <laughs> Like, name the stargazer like yeah. he's every like he did everything i was just like oh what is this gonna set into motion you know because he's now revealed these things and mm-hmm. like what's uh what's gonna happen from there obviously the guy's like oh you're just crazy i'm putting you on a bus right like you are making up this gigantic story but it's honestly a a, a fairly uh logical way to progress right he's like i'm telling you the truth like you can put me on a lie detector i'm telling you the truth of what my situation is even if you don't believe me right um i am worried about this extra communicator where has that one gotten to and could that potentially be an issue later i I, so i'll I'll tell you one i think her son has it Mm -hmm. and i think at some point he might end up on that ship Interesting, and that could be a whole nother thing that that sparks a line. Do you uh, uh, do you remember perhaps the ending of my favorite uh, Star Trek original series movie and how we ended up with someone coming back to the future from the past? Mm-hmm. You know, potentially there's something there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing I was going to say is, I love the way they've given us this ability to. Um, to look at look at this situation, right? Like, here's the thing. There's a lot of ways if you want to look at, you know, undocumented people in, in, in our country, there's a lot of ways you can look at it. But the idea that you've taken someone who we've all who we already liked, right? Who we know, and you're deep, deep kind of displaced them in time. And so, of course, because they're displaced in time, they don't have any documentation. documentation. Mm-hmm. That that was brilliant. That was a really safe way to get everybody to to kind of identify and clue in to what this experience might be like, right? Without stepping on any political landmines, it's really smart. Yeah, and so so I, I thought they did a good job. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, I did enjoy the Rafi and Seven. Um, we're gonna go uh, talk about how inept um, the police. <laughs> forces in this particular oh time period um, we're also going to steal a police cruiser and just have a jaunt through uh through los angeles traffic which i was like i don't even know how you're getting up to that amount of speed i don't think i ever made it over 35 miles per hour on most <laughs> surface level right <laughs> so like where are you driving um i did wish though because i was just like i feel like seven is more uh adaptable in some ways or like at least smarter Mm. to be like how do we not draw attention to ourselves and still like drive around in this police cruiser like 
yes, you need to get away fast, but like we're crashing into a lot of things. We're going the wrong way in traffic. And I get that this wasn't like her universe that she existed in, but I feel like she's smart enough to, to figure out how to blend in a little bit better. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That, I just, I, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. Look, as a black man, I have certain feelings about aggressiveness around police. And so their behavior, hey, let's just break this window. Could you have, you know, I couldn't, but what'd be the, like, just that, that complete disregard for that probably made me uneasy. Mm. And I, it was, that's probably personal for me the entire time, right? Like, it was just like, they, I was literally like, ah, uh, like, whoa, like, are they going to be okay? And, and, you know, eventually I start to settle in, but it was, for, that was tough for me. Personally. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that, that was probably like, is it's interesting to see the difference between like how the, the kind of, I guess, more nuance perhaps being handled in Rio's situation versus like, mm-hmm. granted, like seven and Rafi don't know what's sort of happening as far as like police, um, brutality and stuff right in this timeline or at least probably aren't as familiar but the fact that you have Rafi yelling at a police officer in a police headquarters and then breaking a window and yeah I agree with you I was very I was nervous the freaked whole time out the whole time like I was just like ah uh, like I it's just it was a it was a bit it was a lot <laughs> like yeah. I'm just gonna be honest, it was a lot for me yeah you got like um, queer women you have a, a black mm-hmm. queer woman in the front seat like stealing stuff from a police headquarters like this is this is this could be very bad and we've already seen ICE agents mistreat people yes right so it's it's not like I'm I'm going well I have it like you've already you've already like primed me to worry right. And so, yeah, that was that was a bit of a. It was just hard. That was hard for me. I felt the 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 sigh of relief that I gave when that transporter got them out of there. It was just like, okay, now I can enjoy the rest of this. Yeah, like Puds thirty eight just said, especially when Rafi revealed she had a phaser. I mean, they confuse cell phones for guns when you're black. It's a very very solid point. Yep. If the the police had been able to catch up. Um, with the two of them that was and and on a personal note i really just wanted them to calm down sit down somewhere and talk this thing out and and just like just just relax for a second because everybody was just so ah i know especially because they're they're then waiting for the teleportation system to work i can see Mm -hmm. why you would want to start trying to make progress into the right direction right but if she's like i need an hour couldn't you then just like i don't know get a cup of coffee like just start walking in the general (laughs) correct direction and wait for the transporters to start working um i think i mean i think they're leaning pretty heavily on like rafi having this like big guilt over elnor and wanting to like solve the problem as quickly as possible to get elnor back um because there's definitely i think some residual guilt over how she mothered her son and then now has this sort of second chance opportunity and now that has been taken from her. So I think Rafi's going through a lot in this, <laughs> in this season fair. so so far. Um, I did want to go back to uh, Girardi and the Borg Queen and their interactions they're having with each other. And do you trust the Borg Queen to help Not her? Not <laughs> even a little bit. Like, like, this is so... 
this is so bad. Like I'm looking going, she's interested in you. You're an expert in cybernetics. Like, yeah, this isn't like, I don't see a way out, a positive result for Gerardi in this. Right. And to me, that opens up a whole nother timeline and path of Gerardi, Gerardi as, you know, the mother of the Borg queen. Right. And mm-hmm. like, we thought Locutus was bad. Gerardi's on a whole nother level. Yeah. And I'm wondering, I mean, the hesitations I would have as Gerardi would be around what if the Borg queen brought us to this timeline? Because this is how she gets Gerardi as a part of the collective. Mm-hmm. And it's solely been a selfish um, like foray back into the past on her own. Now, is this like wildly uh, uh, quite a hop, skip and a jump to get to there? Yes. But there could also be an interesting, um, I don't know, just like an underlying motivation of like, oh, if I take them back here, not only do they fix their present, the Borg still exist, but I also get this thing that I now want. Um, and I've seen a lot of talk about theories about this other Borg queen from the first episode. And some people were saying, oh, it could be Picard's mom in some way. But lately, I've seen a lot of people talking about it potentially being Girardi. And I feel like that could be a strong theory. Could that's, be a strong theory. That's where I'm at. It could be very interesting. I mean, because she she hit on something that I, I thought they set up really well, right? So we see that Gerardi for for a while now is this outsider, this loner, right? That even at the party, what we saw was we saw this drunk Gerardi mm-hmm. moving around, isolated, right? Like she she just kind of moves around where she's she seems a little just, I mean, I hate to say lonely, but she seems a little like I don't know, isolated, wallflower kind of person. When you think about where they've shown her as a character, like that's the perfect kind of personality that would thrive in a hive, mm-hmm. right? Like, like that is going to be so alluring to someone like that. She's primed to join a cult, and the cult in this case, is I, did, the I didn't want to say it like that, but I was thinking it. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like. Yes. No. So yeah. I, I agree with it. So to me, it makes it, it makes so much sense that if it didn't happen, I'd be surprised. And I'd probably be asking, like, why not? Like, yeah. why didn't you go there? I think I, and and I feel like, you know, especially because I do know they're doing uh, a third season. Right. And then that's it. So this whole series will come to an end at the end of the third season. So they're setting up, I think, a couple of things for going into that as well. And so I think for a long time, Picard has probably besides seven felt fairly lonely in his experience in being someone who's been deprogrammed from from the Borg like stripped from the collective right and has had this very specific experience and I think having Girardi go through that experience as well would kind of create this very interesting you know um, parental like bond between the two of them in a way which I think is where they've been sort of directing those two characters relationship um yeah it would be oh go ahead oh no i i was uh just vamping until i had another thought (laughs) i was gonna say marge says uh weird that the queen is completely ignoring seven i I actually don't think it's that weird i think that when i think about even locutus or data 
right? He, he, uh, this is going to sound cruel. Seven's a bit of a drone, right? Mm. Like, like, but what, what you look at at Picard, what you look at at Girardi is something really unique that would be added to the board collective that they haven't had that could, th- that's honestly worth assimilating. They've had seven, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like they've had they've had her. The board queen's looking for the next shiniest object, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that could be very interesting. I uh, also wanted to with the the board queen. I feel like Girardi essentially promised. Com- what did Girardi sort of promise to the board queen at in this episode? There was that interesting interaction between the two of them where she's like. If you help me do this, you get me. And so what do you think Girardi means by that? It, it sounded like she meant like in between us fixing this and doing this, I'll be your hive, right? We'll talk mm. and we'll share and stuff like that. Is what, to, what I took it. But then then she walked out and yeah. like left her by herself. So I'm not sure what's happening there. I think it's going to get very, very weird and very complicated on that ship very fast. <laughs> yes. Uh, but we did finally have Picard also leave the ship uh, in search of the Watcher because now the rest of the crew is on the search for Rios. So we have to have somebody actually going forward with this mission because Girardi and Picard have figured out at this point that they have three days, right? Three days in order to to fix the future. Um, great, great timeline. We're going to keep it succinct. Um, and uh, it's, uh, I, I remember I looked up, it's tax day. So like the day that the world goes to crap is going to be tax day, <laughs> which I feel like is on par, um, honestly. And now we have Picard searching for uh, this watcher. So Guinan essentially takes Picard to Echo Park <laughs> to go meet up with somebody, <laughs> which if you don't live in Los Angeles is, is a, is a beautiful park, but uh, for a long time has, has had a very complicated fixture within the city of Los Angeles. So it was like interesting, interesting spot to pick. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny that I, it's so interesting that you mentioned that because as someone who is new to Los Angeles, that was a, a landscape that the minute I saw it, I was like, I, I was looking around like, it's Echo Park. Like I, I know where that's at. Like that's a landscape I remember. And I was like, there's, there's no one for me to tell. Uh, <laughs> I should have texted you. Like you, like now that I, I think about, like, it, I'm like Echo Park. I should have been like, Mariah, did you? See? It was like, that was Echo Park. I knew the fountain, but uh, I was just kind of in my own thoughts. I was like, yeah. it's just yeah. Um, but yeah, fun, fun times if you get to visit those spots. Now we could go, Clyde. We could reenact. Uh, <laughs> We could get some white contacts for our eyes yes. and, and just walk be, around and just walk talk around. to people very strangely. <laughs> that would be quite the the funny interaction. But. That was it was kind of an interesting scene, though. I was I was fascinated by it. Yeah, and this presence essentially inhabiting all of these different people to lead Picard to a point when then nobody was watching and and the watcher was convinced that no one was following him that they then could be teleported to wherever. This is going to happen. But the reason I'm not sure if this Laris lookalike is truly the watcher is because the of the white eyes. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like it because every single person had that same gaze and look and 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 thing about them. So it could potentially be the watcher, but I'm not sure if it's actually Laris. Like it's 
I'm wondering if the Watcher took the form of Loras because it's what's familiar mm. to Picard in order to gain trust to then snatch him to go wherever they needed to go. Um, or perhaps the Watcher has the ability to take multiple forms and can shapeshift. And so the form of, of Loras without the Romulan ears is something that would work in both to build trust for Picard and to fit in on Earth. So I'm not fully convinced it's going to be actually Loris when we get to wherever we're going but i um i'm glad that the actress is is back <laughs> and well, like however we're going to interact with her well i just i just thought it was interesting because to me i was like oh what we're the payoff is going to be they're going to change the future and in the future he and Loris are going to be together this is better than that like this is why they're the writers and mm -hmm. i'm not like this was <laughs> like okay you're like kudos like now i again from a binge mode standpoint i want to know what happens next like i you've i think that's the interesting thing about this is um it, it is set up a little bit like this was built for like netflix mm -hmm. right where netflix is the last few minutes are so enticing that you go, okay, let me just watch a little bit more. Yes. The, right? the, the cliffhanger, <laughs> right. We've been getting a lot of cliffhangers this season. A lot season. of cliffhangers. Like just so much so that you end up just, it plays and plays and plays. Um, that's what I felt like. And so now I'm like, I can't wait to next Thursday. Right. Can't wait to see a little bit more of what happens next. You know, why yeah, we, can't Q snap his fingers? Yes, that was the next thing is uh, Q being unable to snap his fingers and and make whatever he needed to happen happen in that particular moment. And him also looking fairly shocked that this was happening. So is it that this timeline has now changed his potential future, which could be interesting? Um, yeah. Or it's I saw somebody online commenting, Do I, I, is it possible that Q's could perish and what would cause them to die hmm. i i just assume that you know q in this timeline q hasn't gotten like the thanos glove so he doesn't have the <laughs> snap down yet but you know it's, it's gonna be this is gonna be the star trek marvel crossover and it's gonna be fine <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't think um, Disney, Paramount, CBS will ever, ever let us have something that cool. Um, but it would be fun. That, that, would, that, that would be a fun, like, one-off episode. Because I did fun. see the guy who played the, the punk on the bus, I guess, also has something to do with a, a Marvel um, franchise. Mm. I can't remember off the top of my head. I saw something that on the interwebs about it. And so someone was like, oh, are we finally getting the crossover? And I was like, that ain't going to happen, but could be fun. <laughs> that, his whole comment of like, I just like the song. It was just like, what? <laughs> it's one of those moments where I'm like, what is happening in this script? Like there are all these little bitty Easter eggs that are just like like if I, I you, you guys must be right. I think if I on the rewatch, this is gonna be amazing. Yeah, I think it I'm hoping it'll um help tie a lot of things together a little bit quicker too on the on the rewatch. But um I did so yeah, we got left on quite a few cliffhangers. We had Picard essentially getting whipped up into an energy ball. We had um, Rafi and Seven kind of waiting for this bus to come by and they have to figure out a way to get Rios off of the bus without 
altering too much of the timeline in the wrong way. And yeah. what is that standoff going to look with like? a phaser in front of a bunch of people is probably right. not the best way to go. Probably not going <laughs> to work out super well. Um, and then we have Girardi essentially storm out and we have an angry Borg queen. Um, so at this point, we still have to find the Watcher. We still have to save humanity. We have to save Rios. We have like all of these very high stakes continuing to uh, to, to build in this moment. Um, what are you hoping we get to see next week? I think f- first and foremost, we, we get a Rios breakout. I think that's going to be exciting. Um I'm expecting that we'll get a reunification of the team. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we're going to get a little bit of clarity on who this Lar- Laris, not Laris character is. Um, and because they do a lot, I think we're going to see some sinister activity from the Borg Queen. Mm. Like, I feel like we've had two episodes where she hasn't really gone rogue I think we're going to get some sinister activity from the Borg Queen. I do feel What like, about you? Uh, I think you're right. I feel like the Queen is slowly regaining her powers as the ship starts to sort of activate. I'm hoping we're going to get a little bit more insight into, into why Picard specifically has to come back and fix this, right? Because Q kept kind of hyping up that this has something to do with him. And so... If the Watcher specifically is someone who is direct, uh, directly linked to Picard, I'm hoping we get a little bit more insight into what that that is because I'm worried we're going to keep building up these stakes and it's going to be like, oh, Picard had to learn how to love, which feels a little like... Wah, wah. <laughs> granted, very important. It's very important we, we, you learn how to, uh, to, to love other people in whatever form that is, in friendship, in, in romance, in family, all of those things matter. But <laughs> when you're telling me we have to save the entire universe from becoming a totalitarian regime off of one person learning how to love, I feel like that's a lot. So I'm hoping yeah. we get a little insights into, into what that's, that's going to look like. But I, I have been um, enjoying the ride and I do also need to see Rios and Agnes kind of uh, hash out their qualms because we did leave off their sort of romantic journey last season. And this season they've been doing a little, you know, kind of attitude tete a tete, but we haven't gotten to really fully see what happened there and how that all went down and what the status of that mm-hmm. relationship is. So I wouldn't mind seeing that come back in some way. But yeah, what do y'all think? What, uh, what What's going on, chat? What what thoughts you have? What are we going to do here? With you. She says next week she needs more Rios and Agnes slash the queen. So she's yeah. right there with you. I'm into that. Kyun says, Q hanging out with one of Picard's ancestors who was instrumental in space exploration is as suspicious as heck. Is the watcher watching Rene Picard? This could be, is this like ancestral trauma? Are we going to be talking about what have my favorite subject to put into Trek these days, which is having to, to heal the past in order to pursue the present, which is what they've been using in all the marketing terms. I would like that a lot more than he has to learn how to love. Yeah. Could be better to be like, let's prevent. Uh... Ooh, this could be interesting. Cause we do know that um, Sir Patrick Stewart does a lot of work around spousal, um, 
abuse, right? And uh, and sort of what happens at uh, in in homes around that because of his own personal connection to that uh, with his father. And we've now sort of set up that Picard's father in this particular universe was potentially abusive. So perhaps the this is where the abusive ancestry starts hmm. is from this person and it just continued to get passed down and how do you stop that cycle from continuing again i'm not sure how it plays out into a full totalitarian regime <laughs> but <laughs> little things do change a lot into the future so if it's this person gets into a bad relationship and it stops her from going to space and it stops space exploration from pursuing because she was going to discover a thing that led to the next thing that led to like warp drive or something mm -hmm. All of that could be possible. I'm, I'm down for for the to, for them to build out the chain of events that leads to to why we had to come here. Completely agree. This this will be an interesting ride. Yes. All right. Let's see. Is there anything else from the chat you wanted to point out here? Uh, Nicole um, mentioned that the whole watcher thing, jumping from person to person, reminded her of the Denzel movie Fallen. I agree. I wasn't going to mention it because I don't think it's a great movie, but um, it did have this this kind of creepy take over someone's body like kind of thing. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think there was also uh, an original series episode that had like a presence. I mean, there's like the the classic one, which is like the the salt vampire that could like change into the different formations of different people but i feel like we got another episode in the original series as well where there was like an entity that could kind of take over different corporeal bodies to to talk to different people i'll have to look it up if someone remembers in the chat please post it there um but yeah anything else to to kind of add on here clyde no um i thought it was a good episode all in all, um, we'll, we'll see what happens next. I'm excited to find out. Yeah, same. Uh, well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate your patience in, in having us stream on Friday night instead of Thursday. We will be back next week. Our plan is to be back on Thursday night, regular night, um, pending any, um, you know, changes in our uh, temporal timelines. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully not uh we also have a strange new world to look forward to in may that's coming up pretty exciting yep. uh get to see what's going on over there hopefully we get a full trailer i know we've gotten some teasers but i i'd love to see a full trailer soon for for something like that um and i know uh star trek chicago is happening i believe in the next few weeks uh i will not be attending but hopefully if you join our patreon you can get in touch with some people and see who is going to be hanging out in chicago make some fun connections i know some of our friends over at strange new pod are going to be heading up there so there, there's some fun people there but visit us at patreon.com slash star trek pod and you can find a way to interact with us there you can also visit startrekpod.co to find all the links for subscribing and for our videos clyde how else can people interact with us on the internet well you can always hang out with us at star trek pod on twitter and on insta shout out to karen who runs our insta we appreciate it. Um, I think she runs our Twitter. Technically. Twitter, sorry. Uh, we appreciate it, Karen. She's been making some cool graphics with some fun uh, kind of quotes from this, this episode in particular where we got to hear some good zingers from that writer's room. So uh, thanks again, everybody. Live long and prosper. We'll see you next time. 